This episode of Recorded is brought to you in partnership with the NYUAD Art Center. I'm looking for work that uh, is pushing the boundaries. I always would make a distinction between avant-garde, experimental, and I like to be on the leading edge. I like I like artists that are expanding the boundaries. The art, Bill Bregan, artistic director at NYUE, the Art Center, is bringing to the UAE is far from mainstream. It's leading edge. I'm Razmik Bedirian, and this week we're asking what drives performers to seek the leading edge. If you haven't heard our other episode, you should check that out too. In that episode, we talked to some of the stars featured in the NYUAD arts program, and we explored the role of the audience in their work. There's a link in the show notes. But back to the leading edge. The leading edge requires artists to be creative and experimental, to innovate and take risks, pushing the boundaries of their particular area of work. The leading edge gets its name as it leads the way for the mainstream. Even when he chooses individuals who are big stars in their own countries, such as Fathi Salama, the Egyptian musician, producer, and only Arab to have won a Grammy, they don't tend to be chasing popularity. I wasn't waiting for any recognition, and generally that's how I think. I think the artist has nothing to do with selling the art. The artist should concentrate on art, if he's a real artist. And then if he does really something good, then maybe it will get some recognition, like what, exactly what has happened with Egypt and Yusundur. Good art is, uh, I think, comes of uh, belief. This belief has been driving artists for centuries. The NYUAD Art Center brought the work of the now deceased Merce Cunningham to the UAE. Merce founded a style of dance that has no narrative structure, something that was not easy for people to accept in the 1950s and still challenges audiences now. Robert Swinston is the director of choreography of the Merce Cunningham Trust in France. He talks about the 1950s when artists had moved into abstraction in other fields, but not in dance. Yes, there were musicians and there were visual artists only, not in dance. Dance lagged behind. All the other arts, uh, well, stopped, started to be more abstract uh, in the early 20th century, you know. The visual arts, music, uh, but not dance. Dance remained narrative. Actually, Immerse was the black sheep of the group. He was with all the big Martha Graham, Jose Limon, Han Yohom, all these pioneers of the dance. And Merce was considered a black sheep. They didn't know, nobody could understand what he was doing. But it didn't stop him from doing it. In 1964, the company performed in London and they were a big success. That Their uh, stay was lengthened. They later on to stay on tour for six months, traveling around the world. And they had most of the early supporters of Merce were in Europe. Uh, needless to say, the visual artists like Robert Rauschenberg, Jasper Johns, uh, supported Merce as well. What drives artists to chase the leading edge? Often, the lure of fame and money is thrust upon them, but they choose to follow a different path. Kaki King is an American guitarist and was the sole woman on Rolling Stone magazine's list of new guitar gods in 2007. 
She tries to explain what pushes her creativity. I think for some artists, there's not a lot of choice involved. The kind of guitar playing that I do um, was something that I just I gravitated towards and was interested in at a very young age. And then it became, it took over. It just, it sort of decided that Khaki was going to do what we want her to do. So it wasn't ever a, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really thinking about it. And also I, I was not thinking in my early 20s when I was writing, you know, music for solo guitar that I would be going into music professionally. So um, it, it never occurred to me to try to do something mainstream or, or cool. And I also just never really, that kind of stuff... While interesting on an um, entertainment level, never interested me on something in a level where I wanted to do that. I really think fundamentally the guitar chose its path through me and not the other way around. The leading edge can vary greatly in the way it connects to audiences. Bill Bregan keeps the audience in mind but does not seek to simply entertain them. I think that when we started introducing the tagline, uh, Come Curious, Leave Inspired. Part of that came because we had had the first two seasons, all of our tickets were free. And I found that people were actually very, very willing to come to see artists that they weren't familiar with by name. We're presenting work that is a little bit harder to describe. But one of the things that I found is that uh, people were really willing to come, to take the chance. They came with a very open mind. I think that was one of the things that was most gratifying from the beginning. But the leading edge does not exist in a void. In fact, the work of those on the leading edge inspires mainstream art. There's a rich history of leading edge art inspiring the mainstream, or sometimes even being stolen without credit by the mainstream. Stealing is the is the is a sincerest form of flattery. That's Khaki King again. It's just going to happen, and it sucks. And um, but the cool thing is, is once something is, once something has been like taken over, and made mainstream and commodified, it's so dead that it's like the the next piece of creativity has to take place. It's like it's like a cycle of birth and rebirth. You know, so you you know, a scene, something is created, some genre of music, something that's interesting that belongs, you know, to its creators and its young people. And, you know, someone like runs along and like plucks it from them and out of their hands and puts it into the hands of their pop star or their model or their like whoever. And then the young people, you know what they do? They're like, all right, we're just gonna do the next thing. Like we're, we're going to reinvent. And I think that I'm not encouraging a company to go and rip off a person or an institution or a group, but I do see it as a way that things stay fresh. Fatih Salama sees it a bit differently, though. As the only Arab man to win a Grammy, he is concerned with the easy replication of music in an increasingly digital world. This, he says, is killing leading-edge creativity. Somebody now with a new technology could sample anything. So, and there is for sure libraries with a phrase coming from India, a phrase coming from Pakistan, from Egypt. Uh, I don't like this kind of thing, which taking a simple phrase and inserting it 
let's say, uh, on top of a house beat or something. This is totally commercial. I'm not into this. Uh, no, but if some, uh, if myself like being an Egyptian and I, w I like to work on Indian music, Pakistani music and learn from it, that's a different thing. Not to take a sample and put it uh, somewhere electronically, that's like uh, having a can of tuna or something. I'm not against uh, popular music, or, but there, even in commercial music, there is good and bad. If I'm against somebody who's working only to make money, not doesn't have love for the thing, for the art. The artist Kid Koala became successful as a scratch DJ at the turn of the century, playing at clubs and events, touring with bands like Radiohead, The Beastie Boys, and Arcade Fire. He has moved from pushing the boundaries of scratch DJing to propelling towards greater and more varied forms of art. His performances are multimedia shows involving digital and graphic art, audience participation, and more recently, puppetry. His early career involved touring the club scene and playing to throngs of dancing people night after night. At one point, I guess I'd done maybe like around 2,000 club sets. I had, you know, punched in on the card, so to speak. And, and I said, oh, there's got to be more to life than this. It's got to be, you know, different ways to play the turntable or, or, or move a crowd. Or, and I think that's when I just started looking backwards to see, you know, um, not, not looking backwards just to the past, just looking inwards, I guess. In his curation of the NYUAD Arts Center program, Bill Bregan pushes listeners out of their comfort zone but only enough so they'll keep coming back. We're bringing a lot of the audiences along, and I want them to embrace that. I want them to go a little bit outside of their comfort zone, but I want them to continue coming back. I think what draws me to the artists that I present are that they're doing work at the highest level of artistic quality, uh, but they're also trying to often push their forms. They're either, uh, they're either expanding the boundaries of an existing form. A lot of the artists I'm attracted to are working in hybrids, either cultural hybrids or hybrids of style or discipline. In many cases, the artists are also interested in using their art to open up larger conversations about social issues, about issues that are important to everybody. It's not that uh, we don't present work that is incredibly entertaining also or very emotionally moving or sometimes art that is just about the, the expression or the, uh, or the composition or the ideas. But I'm also I'm looking for artists that are going to open larger conversations both in the university community and in the Abu Dhabi community at large. One of the regular performances that ties in deeply with Bill's sense of community is the monthly Rooftop Rhythms. Inspiring the next generation of leading-edge artists, it is a spoken word event where people can sign up for time on the mic. 
All right, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Marketplace. I'm Bill Bregan, the Executive Artistic Director of the Art Center at NY Abu Dhabi, and I am really thrilled to welcome you all to the kickoff of the eighth season of Rooftop Rhythms here at NYU Abu Dhabi. This is our fourth season doing it together, uh, and we are really thrilled. First, let's shout out to the founder, Dorian Paul Rogers. If you're not outraged, then you're not paying attention. So, which part of the Middle East are you from? Autocorrect suggestion, where are you from? I really feel like Abraham Lincoln slaves were happy slaves. Autocorrect suggestion, as a white European male studying in the United States for three months, I do not have any authority to speak about American history, and especially not about slavery. So, um, I kind of, the performance came up, I was writing this a while ago, I started writing this summer. Mm. We, were talk, we were having a lot of conversations together this summer about microaggressions and like this stuff that we face personally in our lives. And so I started writing it this summer and then I talked to her and I was like, you know what, we've been talking about this all summer, let's perform it together. And we sat together and we started doing like a lot of editing together every time mm -hmm. we met up and then, you know, it kind of got better and better with them and then yeah. we were like, okay, we're going to start performing. Sulking by myself is a pastime, and pushing you away is just a way that I pass time. Now I'm somewhere I shouldn't be. Not physically, but my mind state is everything I said it wouldn't be. Because I can't write a eulogy. I'm not here so you can speak. I don't believe in heaven. What if, or could it be? i never really done uh, spoken word or poetry before, but I'd listened to a lot of uh, rap music growing up. And uh, I used to make rap music with my friends. And then when I came to college, uh, Dorian had this, uh, you know, the rooftop seasons going um, and I thought he's been doing such a great job with them and he's really been developing and growing it and so for the few of us who were like involved a couple years ago, it's been like a crazy process and it motivates us to, you know, keep participating and keep writing new stuff and I think it's like um, a really cool culture that they're creating here and that was really my introduction to that. I am happy. I am happy. I am happy. I am happy. I am a good person. I am a good person. I will dance like no one is watching. I will dance like no one is watching. Life brings me closer to my friends. Life brings me closer to my friends. Together everything is nice. Together everything is nice. Together everything is nice. Together everything is nice. So poets who have been a part of Rooftop Rhythms, for example, or Hekaya, are now proposing theater pieces to us. People who have been in our workshops with visiting filmmakers are proposing film projects. So we're seeing that, and I think that is really what, uh, what bodes well for the next five, ten years of performing arts in the UAE. Thank you to Bill Bregan and all the artists and performers from the NYUAD Art Center program. To learn more about the NYUAD Art Center's programming, please visit www.nyuad-artcenter.org. You can subscribe to our podcast at thenational.ae or find us on your favorite podcasting app. This podcast was produced by Arthur Edison and Aisha Khan. I've been your host, Razmik Bedirian. <laughs>